Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. Today we have episode 9 of the Faerun 4 campaign, and there's a pretty big encounter in this, and there's some fun stuff, and I hope you like it. I'm going to keep the comments very brief, just to say really that... Um, we're coming up to the end of the year. Uh, it's been quite busy, and I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break and put out the next episodes probably like mid-January. i just like some time to catch up on editing and planning. But there's some really fun stuff coming up in the God's Eye campaign that I cannot wait for everyone to listen to. Otherwise, I just want to say thank you to Patrick Thornton for signing up to our Patreon uh, we'll do a proper group shout-out when we record again next, so uh, if you don't hear us do a group shout-out like, immediately, I promise we will get to it. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Uh, I want to say thanks very much again uh, for listening, and since we're coming to the end of the year, uh, you know, thanks for everything, really. I hope you have a safe holidays, happy new year, and I don't know, that your worst enemy is smited in the most awesome way that you can conceive of. That is my wish for all of you. That your foes are smote. Maybe, you know what, maybe I'll make that like the next Patreon level is like, you sign up at the smiting level and we will personally go and smite somebody that you tell us to. Anyways, let's get back to the campaign where we rejoin our heroes, Kastan, Hella Yakbreaker, Hugo Fitzmonster and Thorn, the Rat Blaster, Stormmount, led by our fearless Dungeon Master Tom. Last time you made a bit more of a progress. Does anyone want to just recap for me? Last, last meeting. Well, we went into the. We were in that room with the dragon statue and the weird shadow that turned out to be a creature. And then we killed that. And then uh, Thorn went and got uh, lit up in the circle when she said the thing. <laughs> and then we kept going. Um, we looted a couple like library office type rooms, found a bunch of scrolls, got our asses kicked by a trap spell inside of a book uh, where everything froze. Uh, yeah, picked up some scrolls, some other books... And I think that's about it. And we made it down into the Twilight Grove. Well, we were yeah, about to enter. Yeah, that's where we ended, yeah. We were about to enter the Twilight Grove, weren't we? So, Thorne, you still have advantage on charisma checks oh, yeah. uh, until the end of the day. Um, Cass, you guys did take a short rest in that um, office where you set off the tome trap. Yes. So, you're... Decrease in strength is come back. Yay. And yes, you stepped out into the Twilight Grove where you were briefly ambushed by a couple of goblins um, who heard you messing about in the office there. And now you're at the very edge of the Twilight Grove. So behind you are the familiar walls of the Citadel. And in front is Rough Hewn Cave, illuminated by glowing mushrooms. And 
what's basically like a large forest of spiky briar bushes. I think we left off last episode with uh, Vanna saying, wait, not Vanna, Hella saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Hella being like, let's go, bitches. Mm -hmm. Well, something to that extent. Haul ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll say that if there's enough light from the luminescent mushrooms that uh, I will not have light on my shield because I don't want to advertise our whereabouts. I think, th- uh, I think Erky then will also follow suit. And then maybe we should just try to find try to a... Keep a low profile. Find a trail to follow. I don't know what the ground is like, if it's like rocky or if there's like moss or dirt or whatever, but... We'll see if there's like an obvious path. Thorn is walking in. Yeah, there's no clear pathway. Um, you can all make perception checks if you'd like to start that way. 16. 21. 14. I mean, you can all see um, the big thicket of plants in front of you. There's no obvious path. Um... Cass, like, you're a little more in tune with plant life, so you can kind of tell that, though there are still a variety of um, plants down here, the most successful above-ground plant is these um, thorny briars, and they have kind of, they're like low bushes that cover huge space in front of you. Um, You would know that moving through these would be difficult, so you could move through them carefully at um, double the cost of movement speed, or you could move through at normal speed, but you would likely have to have the constitution to um, get through undamaged. And these For are just... The... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, are these just kind of widespread all over it, or, or are there ways, kind of paths around these briars? No, these cover everywhere. So even though there are a few other varieties of trees, these just cover the whole grounds in front of you. Would there be any way for me to do any kind of acrobatics to jump over the worst of it to the areas where the trees are and not the bushes? You could try to do acrobatics checks to help you move through them faster without taking damage. Um, But you can't avoid them completely. They are that thick. Um, Though with your higher perception roll, you do notice that there is occasional bits of movement out into the thick brush. Hmm. Um, Your keen senses would tell you that these are likely twig blights, um, but they seem to be... It's not like they're coming for you, but you notice they're almost maybe watching um, from the thick briars. Everyone be on guard. Those twig things are in there. And I begin to walk forward. Sword at the ready. Filthy miscreants. Yeah, you can either choose to move through slowly at half speed, or you can choose to move at normal speed, but then you'll have to make checks or, or risk taking damage. And that can be either a constitution saving throw um, or... Dex. Uh, I'll allow... Thorn to do her acrobatics if she wishes. Yeah! <laughs> Just tell me when you want me to roll and what you want me to do. 
could you uh, describe like how far of an area we have to move across? Like how many rounds we're talking? So probably about 120 feet that you can at least see out in front of you before way off in the distance you do notice you know a bit of something that stands out um probably thorn is the only one with her very high perception that can tell that this object way in the distance is a very large tree Ooh, apple tree apple tree thorn is for sure trying to jump through this like gymnastics so I'd say most of your movement speed is probably about 30 feet. So we'll break this up into kind of uh, four segments. So, and that's if you're moving normal speed. Or it'll be, you know, eight eight segments to get there if you're going to move slowly at half speed. And that, if you move slowly at half speed, it for sure, you don't get damaged. You for sure don't get damaged. Okay. Um but you have noticed those potential threats. So what would you choose to do for your first move into the briars? Uh, I will say slow and steady is far less fun and run to try and do some acrobatics. And this will either go really poorly or really great. (laughs) Slow and steady is far less fun. Hugo is going to have to heal someone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, uh, 14. 14 does it. It's not too difficult. You manage to dodge the spikiest parts of the plant and move 30 feet into the forest. Is everyone else going to... How else will everyone continue? I'm going to go slow and steady. I'm going to be cautious. Caston needs to think about it and ask five more questions, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) First of all... (laughs) It's Caston. <laughs> Second of all, no, I'm just going to slowly make my way through. Jeez. <laughs> like, pondering over here. I was looking if to see if I had any kind of spells or anything that I could maybe try and improve the uh, terrain. Yeah, I'm going to go Don't. slow as well. So you guys got 15 feet in. Hella? How about yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going slow and steady as well. Okay, so Thorn's a little bit ahead. So far, generally, you guys have been quiet. There's nothing to report. You can either continue on with your current choice or change it up. Continue on. Continue on. So Thorn, make another dexterity saving throw. Seventeen. Yep. That's no problem at all. So now you're 60 feet in. Everyone else, you're going slow? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you guys are up to 30 now. Ah, four twig blights come out and begin coming closer to you, Thorn. So you guys have to roll initiative for me. Woohoo! Initiative! All of us are just Thorn. Uh, all of you are going to roll, but you guys are 30 feet back from her. Just me and the twig blights. Have fun. I got 13. Six. Seven. Six. Not good, you guys. Alrighty. <laughs> Not good. All right. So, yeah, you see these little twig bites start wandering out of the thickets towards you, Thorn. Um, but Hugo's quick perception actually allows him to go first. So 30 feet in front of you, 
you start to see these shadowy little figures start to approach Thorn. Cool. Um, I'm going to respond with a firebolt. Uh, it's got a range of 120 feet, which I'm guessing is sufficient. Yeah, that's no problem. Um, 13 total to hit. Yeah, that just does it. So, since um, your light sources are out, you're quietly moving through the brambles until a flash of fiery light flicks forward, incinerating one of the twig blights. Excellent job. Thorin, you're up next. Wait, do, do you want to know the the damage that I rolled? Oh, yeah. Or Oh, what is the minimum damage you can do with... Um, with a firebolt, it's it's one. <laughs> but I rolled a I rolled a seven. Oh, okay. I thought it was more than that. Okay, yeah, that does it. <laughs> They're very sorry. Strong. I was thinking. I may have been thinking of a different spell. I thought the min on that was high enough, but no, seven's good. I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna stab one. All right. Are there any close enough for me to stab? Oh yeah, they're creeping towards you. Yeah, I'm gonna stab it. I don't think I get it for some reason. Uh, nine. No, nine is not high enough for their AC. <laughs> their little woody arms block your attack. <laughs> next time. Um, I was actually supposed to let Casco first, so he's going up next. <laughs> okay. Are they? Uh, are all of the twig blights sort of grouped together? The remaining ones? Yeah, they're about. Five or ten feet from Thorn, I'd say one is engaged in combat with her, and the other two are just slightly behind. All right, so I'll use my full movement to get up to them. So do I have to make a Constitution check? Yes, please. Uh, is this and it's not a saving throw, right? It's just a check. Uh, it is a Constitution saving throw. Saving throw. That is a four. <laughs> Alright, you take one piercing damage. Alright. Alright, so I get a little scraped up as I'm running up. Um, so I guess then that puts me like right side by side with with Thorn. Yep. Alright, this was my thought. You'll tell me if, if this is something I can do. I, after having seen Hugo incinerate one of these things, I'd like to pull out the pint of oil that I still have and try and splash okay. splash it on the other one or a bit no no not splash it on the other ones take uh, a torch out of my pack and try and like basically like a fire breather like take a swig of this oil and blow fire at these things hmm I like this idea your face can get burned off okay we'll work with that you can okay. do that as your action cool. can you make a just a dex roll for me. You can add whatever bonus you have for dexterity to Shit. a d20. Shit. Seven. <laughs> okay. So, I'll say it works, but it's not going to have the uh, quite the effect you thought it was going to. It's going to look cool as hell, though. <laughs> He's just breathing fire into the air. I'm here, bitches. <laughs> the twig blights toss some loose change at your feet. <laughs> yeah, you managed to breathe out a puff of this fire, and I'd say you're going to manage to hit two of them. Oh, sweet. Um, you can roll a d6 Ooh. for damage. 
two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not so rolling each well. Take two. Um, but roll a d4. This is gonna be the damage I take. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's a four. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now you, he rolls you burn yourself pretty nasty oh. with that one, unfortunately. <laughs> it's all over your face. Son of a bitch. <laughs> There Maybe go my eyebrows. <laughs> We're just manscaping. It's okay. Got rid of all my pubes. I'm saying it's just going on from last time. <laughs> You're getting rid of all your eyebrows. Yeah. So despite um, Erky just gives me a thumbs did, up. <laughs> despite that your damage roll was low, the fire seems to stick to them, and they continue to burn. And the two that catch fire. Um, run a short distance out into the brambles before falling over. Seems like they really don't like fire, and that oil stick to them real good. So one remains in combat with Thorn, and Hella will be your turn. I will use my movement to move up, let's say like 15 feet away, um, and I'm going to use my hand axe. Continuing on with my horrendous rolls from last time, I got nine. No, nine does not hit its AC. Okay, Erky will run through, because he is still following along with you. Fortunately, he will take a bit of damage from the briars, but he manages to whack the twig blight, but he only does one damage. (laughs) But he's there, he's trying his best. (laughs) Uh, Hugo, it's back to you Alright, another firebolt I'm going to miss Because that's a total of an 8 Do you want to do any movement During your turn? Um, Sure, yeah, I'll I'll move um, Half my speed Just to keep up with the rest of the group Alright, and next up in turn order Is Castan So you're right up close to this twig blight yeah, I'm just going to cast Shillelagh and then try and hit it with my quarterstaff. And that's going to be 21 to hit. It's a definite hit. Seven bludgeoning damage. That is plenty to kill him. How does he die? Uh, by being splintered into crispy shards. And then I spit on them sizzles a little bit <laughs> okay you've managed to dispatch these twig blights um, some of the fire from here uh, in little inventive attack still burns you would guess that there are probably more and you may have attracted a little bit of attention but you all must continue through the briar patches so how will you choose to move forward safe or risky Jumping! You're going risky, right, Thorn? Yep. <laughs> Alright, roll your dice. 20. Yep. So you move 30 feet ahead. So yeah, I've got Cass up at 60 feet, and Hella and Hugo are at 45 feet in. And Thorn has now run on up to 90 feet in. I think I will uh, <clears throat> start to move quickly since we've already made a ruckus. Might as well hurry this along. Alright, so you can make a constitution saving throw or a dexterity saving throw if you're trying to uh, imitate Thorn's nimble actions. Okay, I'll make a constitution saving throw. 
total of 20. Yep. So move 30 feet ahead. I'm going to move fast as well. I got a 14 for constitution. That makes it. Cass? Um, all right, so I have a question. For if I were to transform <laughs> into a... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> If I were to... Transform into a shut the fuck up? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I were to transform into something like a spider, which can climb on, on like, the ceiling and stuff, my my thought process is, could I get to, like, a wall or a ceiling and climb? Is there such a thing in, like, or is this much more open? Um, the ceiling is quite high, but there are some stalactites that hang down, or stalagmites. I always forget which is which. Um, you could probably get to one of those and attempt to climb up to, onto the ceiling if you were some sort of spider. And so would that avoid me then having to walk through these brambles anymore? I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Okay. I am going to use Wild Shape and transform into a giant wolf spider... And try and climb up onto, yeah, one of these, like, stalactites that gets me up to the, kind of the roof of this cave area. Okay, I don't know if Cass has ever told us that he can do this, so <laughs> Hugo's gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, who just thought that? <laughs> Especially if you guys are all ahead of me. The giant no spider just ate Cass, oh my god. <laughs> it was Maybe just before I'll do it, I'll be like... scent of his delicious burning pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious burning pubes. <laughs> that smoky pube scent spiders love. <laughs> Alright, so Tom, you were gonna ask a question, sorry. Yeah, what is the movement speed of, of when you're in giant spider form? Uh, so the climbing speed is forty feet. Okay. So I'll say you're able to to you know, kinda jump up to a stalagmite, and so now you can Move 40 feet without uh, terrain difficulties. Sweet. So now you're ahead by 10 feet. Awesome. And actually, sorry, one more question. What's blind sight? Because apparently I have blind sight as this thing. You can sense, you know where, like, if somebody's fighting you and you're under the condition blinded, you're not at a disadvantage. Oh, cool. So you can essentially, like, sweet. it's kind of like tremor sense, but, like, you just kind of have, like, an aura of awareness. So it's my spidey sense, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's your Peter Tingle. <laughs> All right, so you guys have made it a good halfway through this briar patch, and now you can all see clearly the large tree um, coming up, coming up in front of you. So, looking through the briar patches, you see a walled clearing. Um, the walls are about twenty feet high which is less than half the height of the cavern ceiling. There's several varieties of plants growing around the perimeter of the clearing, including a few suspicious-looking saplings. Um, But that all pales before that which stands at the courtyard's center. Beneath the fungal light grows an evil tree. Its blackened, twisted limbs reach upward like a skeletal hand, clawing its way out of the earth. Before it stands a few twig blights, heavily armored young human male with a shield and sword, a blonde young human woman in a robe fit for a noble, 
and a middle-aged, bearded human male wearing a hooded brown robe. Are these people we're looking You see them in the distance, but you still need to make another move action. Does it look like there's apples on the evil tree, or are they somewhere else? Can't see that level of detail quite from here. I can't see apples, but I know what they're wearing. My goodness. You see the figures of these people. (laughs) You're wearing noble-type clothes, but I don't know if there's some damn apples. Well, you can roll a perception check. I'm just being an ass. I'm not actually (laughs) being that. Okay. Um, Yeah, I would like to roll a perception for apples. (laughs) <laughs> 15 yeah you uh, look to the branches for signs of apples and you don't see anything it's cause they're in the goblin butts yep alright folks you're not out of the woods yet you must make another choice of how to move through these briars I'm gonna jump Yep. <laughs> it's gone well for me so far 21 you uh, reach the edge of the briars and step out into a clearing uh, just on the other side of that short wall. Everyone else? Cass, you're pretty close here at 100. Hugo and Hella, you'll have to do a, a little bit of legging to catch up. Leg it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what was that from? That's the guy who would throw fast urban, food at people. Uh, uh, would, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was- Urban Olympics or something Nedges like that? Urban Sports or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's a throw... Internet throwback. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'm just... I, I'm curious if I could maybe try and move towards the tree, but maybe... I don't know, trying to... If, I, if I'm if i up among the stalactites and, and everything, is it possible for me to kind of try and stay in the shadows so that maybe the these people that are down there don't notice me? Yeah, do you get a stealth bonus for being a spider? That is a great question. Let's take a look. Oh yeah, stealth plus seven. Yeah, so make a stealth check. Oh, 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 25. Yeah, you're very stealthy. You quietly move up, taking cover behind those big spiky things that hang from the ceiling. (laughs) Stalaggies. Stalaggies, that's a scientific name. (laughs) And yeah, now you're free and clear. You've got a good look over the Gulfius tree here. Okay, Hugo and Hella. Leg it. <laughs> gonna roll some saving throws for me. 20 for constitution. Right, and Hella? Yep, I'm gonna keep on trucking here. I got uh, 15 for constitution. Okay, that all keeps you from taking any damage. Sweet. Um... If you guys roll one more, you'll be out into the clearing. I did poorly that time. Seven. Okay, you'll take one piercing damage. I also rolled a seven. Then you will also take a piercing damage. But the three of you uh, now stand in the clearing before the tree. Cass is hidden up on the ceiling. And now that you're a bit closer, um, you get a clear view Yeah, you can see before you the heavily armored young human male, and as Erky follows close behind, you can hear him gasp and say, Sir Bradford. He has a shield and a large sword. There is the middle-aged man. He's got a gray beard. Uh, He's wearing a hooded brown robe, 
and he's armed with a staff and sickle. Beside him is a blonde young human woman in a noble's robe, and uh, you would get the sense from your suspicions that this is very likely Eucreli's um, daughter, uh, Sharwin. Can you all make perception checks for me? 18. Natural 20. Nice. 22. 12. I guess, Cassie, you don't see too much, maybe just from your position up on the ceiling. Um, but the rest of you, now that um, you come out to the clearing, these three figures turn to face you. Uh, you also notice there's a couple twig blights. So there are... Yeah, there's three twig blights also in this clearing. Um, from your higher perception checks, the nat 20 especially, who you believe to be Sir Brantford and Sharwin Hucrelli, um, when you look closely, you see their eyes are completely black. Their skin is gray and has the texture of bark. And they kind of stand with blank expressions, seeing you... Sir Brantford steps forward, um, kind of defensive of the old man in the robes, and Sharwin stands by him. Who's that? Hella, you got the natural 20, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I will give to you, you also notice there is a large frog attempting to hide itself up in the branches of the tree. Oh, I see you. Just just a frog? A frog? Yeah, it's it's like a giant frog. (laughs) Yeah, giant frog. He's trying to hide in a tree. He's trying to hide in the tree. So as you all walk out of the clearing, the hooded old man turns to you and he says, hold a moment. You know what? You know not what you do. And he tries to engage you in conversation. Hey, asshole. You think you're the only wizard here, but you're not. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just kidding. He says, I'm no wizard. I am a druid, and I study the tree in this grove and all plant life down here. Go on. Uh, I am Belek, called the Outcast. Belek? Why are these humans looking very tree-like? They were the first supplicants, you see. The Gulfius tree has accepted them, and they are mine to control. Just like the twig blights, you cannot save them. What do you want, Belek? Why are you doing this? Why? Because those fools in the circle expelled me. Because I dared to expand nature's reach in ways they couldn't grasp. I have found what I sought in the Gulthius tree. And you were experimenting on villagers, the ones with the puncture wounds, the victims of your twig blights? Those were tests? Well, yes, the twig blights... They grow from the seeds of the Gulfius tree fruit. I give the fruits to goblins with orders to disperse their seeds on the surface. Deceitful beings that they are, the goblins barter the fruit, but the seeds are dispersed all the same. Unfortunately, because of this, the town plants them close by, and the blights likely would lash out at humans. But it is all for a good cause. I will colonize the surface with the children of the Gulfius tree. Okay, fuck this guy. The Gulfius fruit is the fruit that we're offer? We're after the fruit of the Gulfius tree? The one that makes twig blades? Yes, and thinking on that, um, as you take a glance over, 
uh, to the tree is there's no apples like hanging off branches like you would expect but on the side of the tree there are two kind of red welts so they're almost like tumorous growths coming out of the tree and now you're getting the sense that these are the apples they were talking about Hmm, they don't grow in a natural way can I ask him what the deal is with his frog friend like, he what? looks a little off guard. And Oh, I saw um, him Bellic. Yeah, he says, Ah, so you have noticed Cool Kit. Cool Kit, come down. And the frog leaps down beside Bellic. Uh, it is his pet. Isn't that cute? It, um, is Cass uh, Spider is is Spider Cass close enough to be hearing all this conversation? You can hear it. Okay. I, I I would kind of look back at, like, Hugo and Hella and be like, should we not get this fruit because it grows twig blights? Or do we get this fruit because we need it in the guild? The twig blights are not a problem. Like, they're easily dispatched. The problem is some people going and planting them. So we need to get this fruit, burn down the tree, kill this asshole and his frog. How dare you? I cannot allow you to kill the tree. You have one option. Surrender yourself. Though your remains would enrich the compost, you'll serve my needs better as supplicants. You can retain your lives after a fashion, surrender and submit peacefully, or perish. Okay. Uh, Bellic, I I have a, a letter from the circle that I'd like to read to you right now. Yes? And I take out the scroll of Scorching Rain, I read it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you, like, a, a surprise round on that one, and then we'll do um, initiative stuff. Okay. That's so good. All three are going at Bellic, by the way. <laughs> 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 so my numbers are f- uh, 14, 16, and 20 to hit. Whoa. So, so 14, 16, and 20? Yeah. Okay, so two of them will hit. Nice. All right. That's a great laugh. How, do, how does Bellic like 18 points of fire damage? Yes! Oh my gosh. Yes! <laughs> it's very painful. He screams as his robes catch fire. Um, he tears the top half of, one of his robes off, um, exposing what you can see to be very similar barky skin to his companions. And I say, oh shit, wait, that wasn't the what letter. What was that total number again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was 18 points of fire damage I rolled three fives and a three That's really not nice Okay As you do that uh, Sharwin, Sir Bradford Cool kick the frog And the uh, Little spiky plants In the area all jump into action So I need to do a bunch of initiative rolls here Should Should we all roll too? Should we? And you should roll as well. I got a 15. Okay, I got 13. 15. 11. Yep. Ooh, we're all above 10. Woo. Very nice. Except for Erky, he got a 9. Oh. All right. 
So you guys have quite a group up in front of you. There's the large tree. Castan hangs from the rocks above. Uh, you all stand by the just on the other side of that 20-foot wall, so that's possible to use as cover if you wish to. And right at the base of the tree is Belloc, with Sharwin standing beside him. About 5 to 10 feet in front of them is Sir Bradford, um, with the frog and uh, tree blights. And first up in initiative is going to be Thorn. <laughs> Balak is still pulling burning pieces of rag from his body. Ah, <laughs> uh, you yeah. dumb, ugly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so how far away am I from them, you said? Um, you're probably about... You're 30 feet away from Sir, Sir Bradford, but it would be about 40 feet away from Balak and Sharwin. And he said there's no saving them, right? He said that about... Yeah. the As he called them, supplicants. All right, so I'm just going to look back and be like, are we trying to save these guys or can I kill them? <laughs> going to stab one. All right, so. Uh. Oh, I have no strong opinion. <laughs> I'm a spider. I can't respond. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just a little spider. Beep, beep, beep. He shrugs with like eight yeah, of his arms. I don't think I can squeak either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to stab Be- Bella, not Bella, um, Sir Bradford. Yep. Does he have a shiny ring too? Um, you don't necessarily notice that, but his equipment stands out quite a bit. He is in um, very nice heavy armor. He has quite a nice shield, and his sword stands out quite a bit. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> he's got good armor, though. You said. Right? <laughs> uh, I rolled. Yeah, a he's got some bulk. Sixteen. 16 does not hit his AC. He blocks your attack with his shield. Okay. Uh, next up is Cass. Oh, no, wait, no, Hugo, you also got a 15. So, sorry, Hugo, you're actually next. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> do you need time to work this out? Um, I'm going to do a firebolt on well, Bellic. You know, just his first move was... Whoa, natural 20? Oh, oh my god! Damn. So, this is gonna be a, a bit of a heartbreaking thing. Bellic no. uses protection. Sir Bradford can see, attacks a target other than him. Um, he can use a reaction to use his shield to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Alright, that's fair. So, that's fair. roll again. Yeah. Okay, so that time I only got a 19. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it hits. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Bradford tries to leap in front of your your spell, apparently unsuccessfully. And nine points of fire damage. Yes. <laughs> ah, no! Oh my God. That's exactly how much health he has now. <laughs> he screams, "How? How can this happen? Shut what up, the hell dead. are you?" <laughs> Oh my god. I want that on a mug. <laughs> Shut, Shut up, you're dead. dead. <laughs> um okay, yeah, I mean Oh my gosh. Oh the other side's a burning guy. Give me a minute to check some sheets, but <laughs> <laughs> This did not go as planned. <laughs> 
can I look at the other three, like the the other three there, and just go like, and see what they, yeah, just to freak him out a little bit. Oh, I thought you meant us. No, 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 no. Yeah, so combat broke out, broke out so fast that they basically didn't even get a chance to do anything before you immolated Bellic. <laughs> do they go on their own free will if Bellic? We're gonna find out. Wow, Hugo fucking annihilated Bellic. Yeah, that was amazing. See that coming? I even had the quick reaction to try and defend him. Jeez, I feel I, I feel it. kind of bad now. You're dead. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. How many oh, times no, did good. Gilly just don't, like annihilate some of your people? I feel like I should just leave Felix some money, like on his corpse or something. I don't know. <laughs> As a tip. No, I'm just checking over my notes here. Um, so yeah, like his his robes burn away, and his barky skin actually ch- catches on fire as he. Um, Stops talking and drops to the ground, still bo- still smoldering. The twig blights will break off and run out into the grove. They retreat completely. The frog looks very confused. And Sharwin and Sir Bradford, their eyes are still black. They still kind of stand at the ready. So we're actually going to continue in initiative here. So unless, Hugo, you're going to do anything else. Nope. Nope. I think I've done enough. Okay. So it's Cass's turn. The lights have run off into the grove. Bellic is a charred mess on the ground. Um, but Sir Bradford, Sharwin, and the frog um, are kind of still in the clearing. Alright, so Sir Bradford is closer to the party. And then Sharwin's about 10 feet back. Where's the frog chilling at? Um, he's probably closer to Sir Bradford. I think what I would like to do is... Uh, I want... Because they still don't know that I'm here, right? So... Not really, no. You had a good stealth check, so... So I'd like to kind of position myself so that I can drop down in behind... Um, I guess the only one that's actually engaged is Sir Bradford, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, I guess, like, I want to kind of drop down in a position to basically be flanking him. And then I'm just going to ready an action to... I'm going to ready my bite so that if any one of the three of them makes an attack, I will bite them. All right. So what I'll do is I'll say you probably move about half of your movement because you have a 40-foot climb. You can use the large tree to climb down um, without having to, like, fall. And then your your readied action will be a short movement followed by a bite. And that's for who are you targeting with your readied action? Well, I the thing is, though, that, uh, because I want to be in a position so that I'm, so that I'm flanking, like, someone, I guess Sir Bradford, so that whoever, if someone attacks next, they'll have advantage. So if that has to... Okay, you can you can just intervene whenever you feel like activating a move and bite. Okay. So your move and bite is prepared, and then you can activate that um, if you wish before your next turn. Okay. Next up will be Sharwin. 
Uh, she kind of looks at Bellic's charred corpse and um, has second thoughts about what her plan was, which was to cast a healing spell. It doesn't seem to be necessary at this point. <laughs> but she will cast a spell. So she is going to cast Magic Missile. She's going to target Erky Timbers. For whatever reason. That's how the dice got rolled. 12 damage to Erky Timbers. Oh, shit. Oof. He takes three blasts. Kind of knocks him on his ass there. Alright, so seeing, seeing the magic missile hit Erky, uh, I'm gonna kind of jump out and, and bite uh, what's her name? Charmin? Yeah. Alright. Son of a bitch. That's a six. <laughs> no, you try and bite her, but um, your fangs aren't able to pierce her barky skin. Mm. Next up in turn order is Hella. So Char- Sh- Sharwin is flanked now, though, right? Um, well, Sharwin's engaged with you, and Sir Bradford is engaged with Thorn. So if someone were to try and attack Sharwin, though, because she's got yeah. her back to the party, would they get advantage? Yeah, as long as two people with- are within, like, a combat distance, then you'll have flanking. Am I in combat distance? Because I was indeed going to go after Sharwin. You could move up. What's your movement speed? 25. Ooh, you won't have enough speed to get there. You could mm. you could get up to Sir Bradford, but you'd have to move around him, and it's about 40 feet away from you to get to Sharwin, so she's a little out of your range, unless you use some sort of throwing weapon. Well, maybe I will. Uh, yeah, I'll chuck my hand axe at her. What? Nothing. Tim's peering over my shoulder. Curious as to what you rolled. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, eighteen. No, yes, yes, it is. Eighteen hits. All right. Uh, six uh, slashing damage. Slasher, good. Cuts into her barky skin. All right. Next up, this frog is pretty mad for a frog. <laughs> and <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna hop over towards Hugo. I'll say like, no, I'm I'm not accepting pets right now. Sorry. It ribbits and its tongue lashes out at you. Does a fourteen hit? Fourteen does not hit. Oh. Okay. Damn. You managed to avoid its tongue. I'm I'm happy about that because that's gross. Okay, next up is Erky, and is anyone hurt right now? Not as a spider. Okay. <laughs> I'm down to 12 I mean, hit points. I'm not that full health. Oh, okay. He'll um, he'll come over to you to clap, cast Cure Wounds. Good old Erky. Old pubeless Erky. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth as an egg. So that's uh, eight health that you recover. Oh, damn. Oh, back up to full. Thank you, Erky. 
real nice. No problem. And then Sir Bradford will go next. So, Thorne, you were engaged with Sir Bradford, right? Yes. Yes. So his dead black eyes and uh, with his muscular uh, woody skin, he is going to raise his sword and strike down at you. Ooh, it's a plus six to hit. Um, so it's an 18 hit. Yeah. <laughs> hits, it hits lots. Um, so he swings at you. I'm going to say, what do you, you have a, a rapier, right? I do have a rapier. Okay, so he swings down. You lift your weapon, but you know, you know, with this large, long sword, that this attack is going to hurt. Um, but it hits your sword directly, as if he was aiming for it. And as his sword makes contact with your rapier, it breaks in half. Oh, and there is a faint shit. magical glow to his weapon as this happens. I want his weapon! I mean, damn, rapier. You broke. So you don't take damage, but he just snapped your sword in half with his magical sword. Now you have a dagger. I do have a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can count as the stance of a dagger in this form. <laughs> I have a dagger. <laughs> that is his turn. And that's the last in order. So we'll be going back up to Thor. Do I have gloves on? Has anyone tried, like, talking to them yet? They haven't said anything. No, no one said anything, huh? It's because they have blank stares and black I'm eyes. Just, I didn't say anything. I'm just a spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You're a spider. Um, like, it just like didn't seem like he wanted to hurt you. clothing? Yeah. Like, can I hold a sword and... So that I now have two swords. <laughs> uh, no, like it's it's shards of your weapon on the ground. There's nothing to like pick up of the end of it. You're holding a hilt and a little bit, and then a jagged edge. Like I'm just saying, he could have hit you if he wanted to, but he didn't. He hit your sword, but you didn't hear from me because I'm a spider. <laughs> he also just broke my weapon. Because he didn't want to get stabbed with it, probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, I'm pissed, and I'm going to take out my dagger from my boot, and I'm going to try and stab him in the gut. Natural 20. Oh, shit. Wow, you crit. Mm -hmm. um, Real mad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, crits hit. Yeah. <laughs> crits hit, and it's, it was our house rule for crits. Roll crit, get hit. Uh, oh, for the damage? Mm-hmm. Take um, the full dice of damage and then roll again your your attack damage. So that's eight. Eight damage total. I only got a d4 with a dagger. With a dagger, though, yeah. Yeah, I rolled nope, a four. That does pretty good, though. That stabs in quite deep. You find a little slot in his armor, and it digs right in there. He grunts slightly in pain, but no real words come from him. Next up is Hugo. Okay. So I got a, f a frog after me? <laughs> yep. So I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Shield of Faith 
Seeing that Thorn is uh, a little bit at a disadvantage here, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Thorn. So a magical glowing shield appears near you, uh, Candice, and Thorn has plus two AC. And then with my main action, I'm just going to use a cantrip uh, firebolt on this frog. Okay. But I only rolled a nine, so that's probably not going to do it. Nope, doesn't beat its armor class. All right. I stick out my tongue at it. (laughs) All right, Cass, you're up next. Okay, if I want to attack the frog, does that mean I have to disengage from... Uh, Sharwin? Yeah. Mm. Though it's not like she has a melee weapon out. She's holding her staff right now. I'm going to revert back into my normal form. Okay. So that's a bonus action to do that. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm just going to... um, I'm going to kind of shout at the three... like. Uh, the um, Sharwin and Sir Bradford, and then also using Speech of Beast and Leaf towards the frog as well. <laughs> and basically just say, uh, like, please let's stop this. We came here to we came here to find you, to save you. Bellic is our only enemy. We we don't want to hurt you any more than than we have already. So you you say this out loud, but you're also using your 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 animal plant speech ability yeah i don't know if i have to like translate i think it's just uh, i have the ability to communicate in a limited manner with beasts and plants they can understand the meaning of your words i have no special ability to understand them in return you feel like you don't get any reaction out of sir bradford and sharwin um you you probably get some reaction out of the frog as it's not actually thrall of the tree but the frog doesn't run away or anything oh did they not understand you seeing that they made no response I'm going to use my action to disengage from Sharwin and move back to get like next to the trunk of the tree okay so you're using a disengage action yes okay you're by the trunk of the tree If you look up, you can see what looks like a bright red apple, almost completely formed on the side of the tree, protruding like a blister, and one that is a little bit deeper in, um, but again looks like could be plucked from the side of the tree. That's your turn. Next will be Sharwin. She will cast Shield on Sir Branford. And she will continue to stay by the tree. She won't engage with you, uh, Cass, but she's close by. Next up is Hella. So after she, af- after you guys saw um, Sharwin cast her spell, um, there's a shimmer of magical force that appeared around Sir Bradford. Can I turn my attention towards the frog? Can I go after him? Mm-hmm. Am I close to him? Yeah, you're close enough to make like a ranged attack, or you could probably move your um, 
walking distance up to the frog and make a melee attack if you wanted. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to move. <laughs> this feels extreme. I'm going to move up and use my battle axe on him. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that's awfully disappointing. That was only seven. With no bonuses to it? Nah, two plus five is, is what I got, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that does not hit. Uh, no. Damn. But now the the frog is engaged in combat, so it's not going to be happy with that either. But the frog goes next. Well, it's got the two of you right by it, uh, but it didn't receive the biting end of the axe, so I think it'll still attack Hugo. Is a 17 hit? A 17 will hit, yeah. Okay. Lashes out with his tongue. It's you for two piercing damage. Um, but you are also grappled. So on your turn, you'll have to make a um, strength check. Or dexterity check of your choosing. Um, do you want me to make a Constitution check for now on you're restrained. Uh, shield of Faith. Oh, is that up for you? It's it's concentration, but I rolled an eighteen plus two for it, so I'm I'm good. It's it's up on Thorn. It's not on me, but I'm concentrating on it. Yeah. Oh yes, to see if you break concentration. But okay, yeah, you rolled well. Okay, Erky gets a turn next. Um, he's kind of running out of spells, so. He's just gonna go and try and whack something with his with his makeshift club. Get it on this frog, Erky. I think he'll go for this frog as well. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I oh, give him, didn't he I give rolls him a terribly. <laughs> you got a crit fail. Oh, Anyways. No. So. But he's there. He's all engaged with you guys. Root and yawn. Okay, so turn order goes back to the beginning, which will be Thorn. I'm gonna try stabbing him with my dagger again. Okay. 23. <laughs> wow. His AC, you literally just matched his AC. Wow. So you stab out with your dagger, you feel the resistance from a magical force, yet whatever crazy determination you have, you uh, push through rapier. and dig the dagger into him. <laughs> Is it with the broken rapier? No, 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 it's with the dagger. <laughs> oh, okay. This broke my rapier, there's determination and force. <laughs> yeah. So what damage do you deal? Four damage. Max damage with my little dagger. <laughs> All right, it's getting through. Dude's Hugo, you're up next. You uh, have to roll to try and get out of the grapple. You can either use a strength or your dexterity to try and slip out. How do you get him? I feel like I missed that. Or, tongue. Oh, I thought. Okay, figured. Gave me a good tongue lashing. Arrgh. I'm just going to try, can I just try to firebolt this thing again? I feel like if it dies, I'll probably be able to get out of it. I'm just thinking of how you would cast your spell point blank range. You're basically like, he's got his tongue around you and he's biting you. You know, you're kind of like in his mouth. So can you cast at a point blank range? I think it'd be at disadvantage. Or that be with disadvantage. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let me rethink that. Okay. I'll say that you can still do any hand signals and your mouth is free. 
So you could still get it off, but it'll be at disadvantage. Try and grapple him with your tongue back. <laughs> Ooh, give him a tongue lashing. Just get it off with your hands, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the disadvantage, and I'm just going to go for um, Firebolt. Um, so 12 total on, on the low roll. Yep, that manages to hit. Nice. So you're all wrapped up, and uh, you're halfway in this giant frog's mouth, and all of a sudden, a, like a flash of fire appears, like you know, right in that mess, oh. and it takes damage. How much damage does it take? Uh, six points. And when you say giant, how giant is it? It's like a medium-sized creature. Like its mouth is quite large. It can get most of your body up in there. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I may not have paid adequate attention to that. Um, so uh, Hugo's going to start freaking out a little bit. So yeah, six was the fire damage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it scorches it a bit. It's not happy about that. Next up is Cass. Okay, so I'm going to reach up into this uh, blistery thing on this tree. <laughs> is it, like, within reaching distance? Um... Yeah, you can, like, you're pretty tall. You're in your normal form, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're tall. You're a tall guy. You can reach up and... I'm eight foot five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to reach up and try and uh, pluck the apple fruit thing out. Yeah, it's... It has kind of has the texture of an apple. You grab it, it, and one of them pops out, and you can kind of see, like, the recessed divot in the side of the tree where it had been growing. You've got this kind of, um, yeah, slightly larger than average, meaty-looking red apple. All right, so I'm going to put that in my my pack. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I just shout from the other side, Great priorities, Cass! <laughs> uh, you do notice that as you mess with the trees, or as you mess with the tree, Sharwin turns to stare daggers at you. And even though Sir Bradford is uh, built up in combat, um, you can kind of catch him glancing over his shoulder as well. Mm-hmm. This is a hard character moment for me. Okay, so this tree is... Is it like a, a natural entity? Because uh, obviously it's magical. Mm-hmm. But to, like, would I know, has this been like imbued by magic somehow? Or is this like a naturally magic... So I'll say, with your natural knowledge, as well as the information you've gained going through the dungeon so far, Mm -hmm. you know that this was once a natural, you know, there's elements of it that it's a natural tree, but there's heavy corruption that allowed it to be what it is. Okay. Um, If you try to make a nature check, I could potentially give you some more information. That would be an action though, yeah? Uh, no, doing a check isn't an action. It's just kind of like testing the knowledge okay. that you can you can think up right now. All right, let me do a quick nature check. That's 13. Okay. You don't have too many details. Um, you can sense that the tree both lives while at the same time it, it looks dead and kind of has elements of undeath in it. Um... 
and there are strange energies that aren't, you know, they're not organic in nature like most plants would be. There's there's other elements to this. Um, yeah. Okay. Thing. Okay. Okay. So, I'm gonna take the remainder of my pint of oil, minus the one mouthful that I <laughs> uh, spit of it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna dump it on the tree, and then. Am I still able to use an action after having done all this? So your movement to grab the apple will take up most of your movement to do so. Yep. The check doesn't take up an action. Okay. And if you want to pour the oil and light it, then that'll be your, your I do want, action for the Okay, I, yeah, I want to light it. That was my question, because I can use druid craft to create a like a, a small fire to light it. Yeah, we'll, we'll say you can do it. That'll be it for your turn, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so I dump the oil on the tree, and I light it on fire. Okay. Uh, you'll do a d6 damage. <laughs> a one. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like you do a bit of a poor job, and it's a very small spark that you apply to the oil. And uh, maybe that swig, you know, it's a bit watered down. Um, but it catches very solidly, even though it was a small spark. And it does begin to burn. Alright, so that was Cass's turn. Next up is Sharwin. Um, kind of horrific scream comes to her mouth when the tree is set ablaze. She turns all her attention to you. She will... Hmm. She will not have any first level spells left, so... Don't like the Ray of Frost. Ah, oh. oh, critical one. <laughs> so she tries to cast a bolt of white blue icy magic at you and misses. Um, but she will take her full movement directly towards the tree where the flame is. That is her turn. Next up is Hella. Hello, you're still beside that frog. Okay, yeah. Uh, Erky is with you, and I suppose um, uh, Hugo is still wrapped up. So, got flanking right now, so you can have an attack with advantage. Okay, I'm going to try the uh, battle axe yet again. 21 to hit. That one definitely hits. All right. What kind of damage do you do? Uh, 13. Oh, Alright, it dies. Yes. Describe Ooh. its death. Oh. Ooh. I'm just imagining hitting it like in its midsection and like squishy frog guts kinda oozing everywhere. Very nice. It falls dead, and uh Hugo the tongue around you goes limp, but it still kind of hangs around you, severed from the rest of the frog. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Now, can I use my action surge to take another action? Yeah, you sure can. Okay. Can I use my acid arrow on the tree? Yep, you can target the tree. Cool. So it says it says um, make a ranged spell attack, um, but she doesn't have like a spell casting modifier. So I don't know how you want to do that. Um, then you just won't get a bonus to your chance to hit. I don't believe. Do you have any? Whoa. Yeah, because you you're not a spellcaster, so you can't even like pick a 
a stat to cast your spell with. You kind of just do it with your natural ability. So just a yeah. d20. Okay. Come on. Oh, I'm nervous. I want this to work. Oh, <laughs> no. No. Natural one. Ah. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> Cast a spell, but you 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 miss the very big tree. Oh. You swear it moved. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> the the tree branches like pick up the roots, like, and the acid arrow goes underneath it. All right, that was Hella. Uh, the frog is dead. Uh, Erky will go next. And seeing Cass's idea, I think he's going to cast Sacred Flame. Yep, trees can't make deck saving throws, so it has to take <laughs> 1d8 damage. Which is 1 damage. Oops. No, he's, he's kind of wimpy, but some kind of uh, radiant flames do sear up the tree just a little bit. Sir Bradford is next. He is not having a fun time. But he's still in combat, and he's locked in with Thorn, so he's gonna swing at you again. He just got a nat 20. No! So that's a 26 to hit. Yes, it hits. So the rules are full damage plus a roll. So it's 1d8 plus 4. So that's 12 damage and then 22 damage total. Oof. Thor only had 15 hit points left. Okay, so he slashes you. Um, are you wearing armor right now? Mm-hmm. Leather armor. Yeah, it's a big gash. He almost cuts, you know, almost cleanly through half of your leather armor into your chest. And uh, yeah, apparently that's enough to have you fall unconscious. And since turn order goes back to the top after that, you can make a death saving throw. (laughs) If you want, you can share another memory from your life for a chance for a bonus to this saving throw. I'm I'm a young girl and a large man comes up to me and says, kid, I saw you back there. You have skills. Come with me. You have lots to learn. Alright, you can get a plus one to your roll. 17. Yeah, you have uh, one save, one life saving throw. Next up is Hugo. You're covered in frog guts. What do you do now? I'm gonna try to pass that off as if I wasn't totally terrified. I'm gonna like throw the tongue around like it's a jaunty <laughs> scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lament over the condition of my fine uh, fine clothing. I mean, it's been it's been it's been a rough journey for me for like my finery, but uh, that's the life of an adventurer, I guess. I'm going to use up my last spell slot to cast healing word on Thorn. So she regains 4 hit points, and then I'll use my regular action to cast firebolt at the tree. <laughs> Yep. And I rolled a 16 total for that. Yep, it's going to hit the tree. And that's another six points of fire damage. OK. 
Okay, so that works quite well. You have, you know the power of your firebolts, and it does a little bit of extra juice on it. Scorches a large portion of the side of the tree. Um, but for the record, it does not burn the remaining fruit. Alright, Cass, you are up next. Okay, uh, I am going to just um, pull out my shield and then also cast Fairy Fire on the tree. And so it has to make a deck saving throw, which I think you said it can't. It cannot. Do. Sweet. So it just works. So now any any attack roll against it has advantage now. Alright, if that's it, it'll move to Sharwin. We'll try to cast Ray of Frost at you again, Cass. Mm-hmm. Does a 12 hit? It does not. Okay. She misses again. Next up, Hella. Okay. I'm so very disappointed with how last time went, so I am grumpy. I'm going to uh, march up to the tree, doing my best uh, Paul Bunyan impression or whatever this universe's equivalent is. And try and chop down the tree with my battle axe. 23. Yep, that definitely hits the tree. How much damage do you do? Six points of damage. Yeah, and this is slashing, right? Uh, correct, yeah. Alright, you take a big chunk out of it. Kind of these dry splinters fly from the tree where you hit. Anything else on this turn? Nope, that's it for me. Erky will cast Sacred Flame again. Yep, manages to hit the tree. Yeah, it burns a good chunk from it. Alright, Sir Bradford is up next. Thorn with you down in front of him and nothing in his way. He drops his focus on you completely um, and rushes towards the tree. Uh, he will go for Hela, who just took a big chunk out of it. He's going to attack you with his longsword. Uh, that's a twenty-one to hit. That'll do it. Can I? Can I? Uh, this is. Sorry, no, never mind. It's gonna be. I had a. <laughs> I had a question, but it's kind of dumb. I didn't know if Hell if, if Thorn would have an attack of opportunity because she was actually conscious. No, she had like one save, but she needs to get three. But he gave me four hit points. Oh, you are up. I did forget about that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah, as long as you have health points, you're conscious. You may be on the ground, but you can still make an attack of opportunity. So if you want, you can you can attack him before he, um, before he deals damage. Get his Sorry. Achilles with the dagger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, never know. I didn't know if this was like a, like a dick player move for me to ask. No, that's right. I just, um, I think I that part just slipped my mind. Forgot. Do I have uh, with an attack of opportunity? Is there anything that goes with it? Uh, no, you just roll like a normal attack roll. So I think I just come under. It's twenty-one. Yeah, it scrapes his armor as he goes. Okay, and then his swing goes through at Hella. Ooh, you rolled kind of shitty. So five slashing damage. Then Thorn, yes, you are conscious again. Alright, um, I'm gonna take my dagger and run and plunge it into the tree, noticing it does more damage to him than me doing damage to him. Okay. 
at least emotional damage, which gives me satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) 24. Yeah, that hits. (laughs) I wish I was hitting the rapier. Do you have sneak attack? I always forget. I don't know, do I? (laughs) It's your character. It's up to you. (laughs) I'm not helping you with that. I do have sneak attack. Okay. I mean, the tree is flanked, so... (laughs) Um, and you have advantage because of the fairy fire, so that would allow you to use sneak attack. Sure, you know that better than I do. Twelve. Twelve damage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you plunge your dagger into this tree, and when you pull it out, there's like a spurt of black kind of necrotic juices. And uh, for whatever reason, that's the hit that does it. This tree <laughs> has had enough of life. Oh, that's it. I'm out As of here. As the unlife leaves this tree. Very suddenly the branches, the leaves, the remaining apple start to rot almost in an instant. And as they do, Sir Brantford and Sharwin, their eyes become clear and humid again, though their their skin is still gray and barky. And they kind of lower their weapons in confusion. The tree is dead. I'm going to walk over to Sir Bradford and slap him across the face. <laughs> okay. Do you want to roll damage for that? <laughs> yes. Hilarious. If you knock him unconscious. <laughs> you can Do roll a lethal. d4. Not lethal, just in case. <laughs> Do your chance to hit. D20. And then Three. Wait, wait, hold. I got yeah, D4? Yeah, you have to roll your D20 first. Oh, D20 first. I'm slapping him across the face. Does he have armor on his face? Uh, so no, but... That's fine. 17. Yeah, you swing at him, he kind of moves his face. Like, he doesn't <laughs> have to, like, hit you back or anything. And this... Thro- it's kind of a natural reaction. I throw my broken hilt of my rapier at his head then again after... Oh, just, just throwing a, a fit. Sad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just having a fit here. But my fucking rapier. Ooh, can I check Bellic's remains? Um. So yeah, I'll say combat ends at this point. Sharwin and Sir Bradford uh, no longer look interested in fighting. They kind of mumble to themselves. They're still not quite right. So yeah, they just look very confused. They're looking around, trying to take in their surroundings. I'm just yelling nonsense and stomping my feet around at, in front of Sir Bradford. Like I'm just throwing a two-year-old's temper tantrum right now. Hey, Tom, can I ask, who did that, um, like, we recovered a Hucreli signet ring, I think from one of the hobgoblins. Did that, do we know? Who that recovered it? Someone did, and I have it currently. Because <laughs> we traded for it <laughs> after I killed you. <laughs> Um, <sighs> I would go up to Sharwin and, and hand it back. Uh, when you hand it out to her, she won't take it, but she will look at her hands and remove the matching ring on her finger and kind of hold that out in comparison. And she kind of says, oh, I'm, yes, that's my family's ring. Oh, yes, I'm starting to remember. It's kind of rough. They both look very weak. As the tree continues to rot, it almost matches the same draining of life from them. 
It doesn't look like they're recovering. It's just that their senses are starting to come back to them. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So she'll say, yes, my brother must must have died. Yes, he did. As I recall now. That Laura Dern killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Dern, you bitch. Erky will run over to uh, Sir Bradford and hug him and say a blessing. You guys have any questions for them? I don't notice because I'm just angry. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. So he sees you're angered. Sir Branford will see your anger. He'll apologize for fighting you. He'll say, uh, I'm sorry. I was turned under the control of the tree. Yeah. Can I pick up his sword? He dropped it, right? Yes, he's dropped it on the ground at this point. Can I pick it up? Crass. Mm -hmm. And say, what is this thing? Ah. Shatter spike, trusty blade in life. Such a cruel thing to have used it against against people by force. Okay, that's pretty awesome. It is yours if you want, as compensation for attacking you. Are you proficient with long swords? <laughs> Am I? Who cares? <laughs> that would be yeah, it's like yeah. big. It's probably a little unwieldy possibly for you. I'm just gonna hold on to it. <laughs> But its name is Shatterspike. Yeah, Shatterspike, my new sword. I guess I would ask them two questions, like, if they know, if they, I guess, recall anything about this area that we should be aware of, and then two, I guess if, if Hugo's, like, seeing them still deteriorate, like, if they have any messages for their family? So, yeah, they'll say, you know, they had come here with their party, you know, you know about Caracas and Sharman's brother. Um, Caracas fell first, and Sharman's brother held up the orcs and allowed them to escape into the Underdark, or into the, the lower level. And then they were captured, kept alive, and given to the tree. When they were forced against the side of the tree... It took their life and gave them artificial life. But in that artificial life, they were under the complete control of the tree. And the tree was being controlled by Belek. So now they're not under control, but unfortunately their life is tied to that of the tree. And they kind of sense that they won't live long without it. Well, this is awkward, guys. Sorry about that. Well, don't apologize. Blame Thorn. She's the one who killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo, did you offer a message? To bring a message? Yeah, I would I would have asked them if they if they wanted to send any words back to like like family or anybody they knew back in town or whatever. Yeah, they'll tell you uh, well first they'll be like, Oh, like you've met our mother, I'm sure. She's quite a strong woman. If you could tell her that we loved her and that we fought bravely she th even thinks for a moment and goes, you've, you've saved them. You've saved the town by doing this. Tell her that we owe you much. Um, take this ring as a sign of my passing. And she thanks you. Hands over her other signet ring. So now you got both. So like, yeah, they're a little bit weak. They don't think they'll travel with you. They'll probably remain down here. They probably don't have too much longer. 
Hugo, you said you wanted to check Bellic, right? Yes, I did. But I will say that uh, I I wouldn't. I, I think I'd like stay with them until they're gone. Like I don't think yeah. Hugo would leave them just mm-hmm. by themselves okay. in the dark. And I'm gonna cast light on the frog tongue, so that's like this long source of light. You know, like just maybe I look like somebody <laughs> from Daft Punk, and then I'll maybe like uh, string it up in the brambles. You know, make it make it a little bit fun. Yeah, Sir Bradford will say um, somehow I know those twig blights are still out there but they wouldn't dare attack now that the tree is gone and Bellic has been defeated it's likely quite safe to make camp here if you wished I'm gonna put my hand on Sir Bradford's shoulder as he passes as well just to be there yeah, in a stick with him. form of solidarity he'll uh, tell you a little bit about the weapon if you sit with yeah. him and spend some time yes are we sure you're not just trying to like pickpocket? So yeah, you <laughs> yeah. take on Shatter Spike. <laughs> I thought you were like, I put my hand on his shoulder and like, do you have any more gold? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any more gold? <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> He's not dead yet. When he goes, I'll just look. <laughs> Yeah, so Shatter Spike is a long sword. Um, it is it has versatility like a normal long sword, and it has a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls because it's a magical weapon. If it hits an object, the hit is automatically a critical hit and can deal bludgeoning or slashing damage to the object. And further, damage from non-magical sources can't harm the weapon. So, like, if you take your attack against an object, it auto-crits and deals that damage, so it's much easier to, like, break objects and stuff with this with this weapon. Like, 100%, Damn. this sword is way too big for me. I'm not proficient in it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Thorn would not care and would just try and, like, drag and wield this thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. I said to Matt, Matt you just like, want to have your proficiency bonus. Disadvantage on everything, <laughs> and I'm like falling backwards. I try to stop people. Yeah, I'll we'll figure also that out. Remove later. his. Um, he's got some decent chainmail armor. He'll remove that. He'll kind of prop his shield against the um, dead tree and sit down and lean against it. He has no money on him or anything. He has his holy symbol. And he'll also spend some time talking to Erky as they were servants of the same god. Uh, Cass is just going to kind of crouch down beside Sharwin uh, and just kind of put a hand on her shoulder and say, I'm, I'm sorry that we couldn't do more for you and ask if she has um, maybe a, a, a memory from her childhood of, of something, you know, in nature that always brought brought her comfort or, or that you know, was a happy memory for her. Something like, like if there's a, I, even a specific season or something that she, that always made her happy. Um, she'll reminisce of the time that um, her brother was always the strong one and they were close. And when he started training, she felt like she was falling behind. But when she was able to come into her magical ability, the first time he recognized her, um, power and ability and they were able to train and um, try to help the town with their abilities together it was a, a proud moment in her life 
that's very nice. That doesn't help what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I was no. hoping more for like a, t- a time of year, maybe a specific weather. <laughs> Does she recall what the weather was like that day? <laughs> yeah, it was a summer summer day training with her brother. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cast Druidcraft. <laughs> and in like a five foot cube around her, it'll just... Um, the sounds, kind of the sounds of summer and the, the smells and, you know, uh, maybe the sounds of like, you know, wind going through the grass and, and things like that will will uh, come to her senses so that hopefully it, it provides her some comfort and brings her back to that time. Oh, she cries because she's been in the fucking caves and these rotting trees and these disgusting creatures and she gets a sense of what it would be like on the surface out in the sun. Beautiful. All right, Hugo, you, you still haven't done your business there. Yeah, did Bellic leave behind uh, anything good, or did I fucking destroy everything? <laughs> no, he's pretty charred up, but in a leather pouch, uh, you find a key, three potions of healing, two doses of antitoxin, and a wand of entangle. And then, yeah, Sharwin gave her gold Hucrelli signet ring up to to, to Kestan. And um, Shatterspike was taken by Thorn, and there's also his chainmail armor laying on the on the on the ground. That was of interest. But that's pretty much it, I think. A key. Do I see anything that might accept a key? Your butt. Uh, Mickey. <laughs> Not this key. You need a bigger key for that ass. <laughs> you wonder why our kids make poop jokes. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a history check. <gasps> Is it the bung? Is it for the bung? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. No. Oh. Um, no keyhole in the bung. Not a bunghole key. There was that weird skeleton door thing. <gasps> Hmm. I rolled a four. I will ask Sharwin and Sir Bradford if they know what it's about. Oh, good idea. They'll say, oh, yes, that's likely the key to his study. It's just on the other patch of the briars. He's got many books and notes from all his <laughs> evil studies that he was doing. So I'm pretty sure that's the room. You picked the lock to the door. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. All right, I guess I'll hang on to it anyways. But now you know that room with that trap book? That was Bellic's study. Yeah. Not to say that you couldn't revisit it on your way out, but... I know a book you should read. Yeah. <laughs> I read it, it sucked. <laughs> All right, so you guys are going to make camp here and sit with them pretty much until they pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we do a long rest? Yeah, yeah. I yep. have, like, two hit points left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do a long rest here, make camp, and we'll pick up from okay, here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Just before we do a long rest, I'm going to cast Goodberry. Of course. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Tell us after that we level up. Oh, you definitely level up. Yeah! <laughs> You're all level three. Woo-hoo! Finally get to come into my, like, college! <laughs> oh. Finally get to come into my college. <laughs> into my college. <laughs> Katie's gonna become an Eldritch Knight. Oh, damn! I'm gonna be a pirate. She's seen some horrors, and now she's gonna pirate. use them against her enemies. <laughs> I'm gonna be a pirate. 
I'm going to be a pirate. Hey, Candace, are you going to be a pirate? I'm going to be a pirate. <laughs> what kind of pirate? A uh, charisma pirate. <laughs> a pirate without a rapier. <laughs> <laughs> but with a huge-ass sword. <laughs>